What is up guys and welcome back to the Chillin' with Dylan podcast. So, I'm sorry I haven't made an episode in a couple days. I know it probably doesn't feel like it's been that long, but for me it feels like I haven't done this in ages. Um, But I've really been kind of cracking down on... Uh, the whole manifestation teaching of imagination creating reality. And I, I'm i blown away, guys. I'm blown away. Um, so I, I learned of this, this exercise where... Um, so you just imagine that you are holding a tennis ball. Just imagine it. Just imagine that there's a tennis ball in your hand and feel it. Do you do you feel it? Can you feel that fuzzy texture of a tennis ball? Can you feel the roundness of it? Can you feel the weight of that tennis ball? And if you close your eyes, you can see the tennis ball. You can see it. You can see the the size and the shape and the color. And you can see the texture. Um, And so, basically, what this exercise does, to me, it, it really opened my eyes. Because it made me realize that I am not a physical being. I am not this body. Because if I am this body... If I am truly, if my identity is this body, then that would mean that I would not be able to feel something that is not actually in my hand. I would not be able to see something that is not actually in front of my eyes. And I would not be able to discern an imaginary object from anything else. If it was not real, I would not be able to have any of these these sensations surrounding it. I would not be able to perceive this object if it were not real, because my senses don't pick up on it. My physical senses do not pick up on this tennis ball, but you go into your imagination and you can actually feel that. And you can actually see it. Okay. Well, if you can feel it, then does that... Wouldn't that mean that this hand, this physical hand that you have, is not your real hand? It is just a representation of the fact that you have an imaginary hand. And so, I did this exercise, and I fully believed... That there was a tennis ball in my hand. I took a leap of faith. And I decided to believe that this tennis ball. That I was holding in my imagination. Was real. And so. A few days passed. And you know. I was. I was kind of just like. Okay where is my tennis ball. If imagining creates reality. Where is my tennis ball. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. And. Every time that thought would come up, I would just remember, I felt it. It It's real. It is a real tennis ball. And so, 
it it was very interesting because I went over to my friend's house and I told him about this exercise. I told him to imagine holding a tennis ball and I asked him, do you feel the tennis ball in your hand? And he said, well, yeah, I know what a tennis ball feels like. And I was like, yes, but just because you know what a tennis ball feels like doesn't mean that you would be able to feel it right now if there was not actually a tennis ball in your hand. And he kind of just shrugged it off, you know, whatever. You know, I don't expect other people to believe this kind of stuff. But I am fully convinced. And so I... I In my mind, I was like, he's actually feeling that tennis ball. That tennis ball that he's feeling is real as well. Just like the one that I'm holding in my hand right now. And so, you know, again, a few days went by. And, um, so today, I was just chilling in a Meyer parking lot. I wasn't really planning on doing anything tonight. I, I was just chilling. And all of a sudden, and this is kind of funny because I was like, man, I kind of wish I could hang out with my friend. Which I could have just sent him a text message, but I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to assume that we're hanging out tonight. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm just eating this, like, food in my van. And all of a sudden, I just see this car pull up next to me. And I'm like, oh, what a weirdo. There's so many other parking spots that you could go to, but you choose to park next to me. And I continue eating my food. And then I hear a honk. And I'm like, oh, wait, that might be someone I know. And I open the door, and I look out, and it's the same friend that I imagined the tennis ball with. And, you know, he's pulling up. He's like, no way, dude. Like, I can't believe I saw you here. Like, what's up, dude? And I was like, no way. I was just thinking, like, how nice it would be to hang out with you. And so that that right there was... An assumption creating reality. I assumed that we were going. We are hanging out tonight. And then he came. And you know. My mind was kind of blown. And he says. Uh, well I asked him what he was doing. He's like oh. Uh, you know my girlfriend was. Going to hang out with these. Our, our neighbors or whatever. And he was like. Eh, I don't know if I want to really hang out over there. Uh, but me and you can hang out and play some video games or something. I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. And um, so we go back to his place and all of a sudden, you know, no suggestion on my part. He just says, I want to, you know what? I think we should go hang out over there. And I was like, okay, dude, I'm fine with that. And uh, we go over there and we're just hanging out playing cards against humanity having a couple drinks and uh petting the dog and everything and you know i've never met these people in my life but it they were lovely people and um you know as when they when the, when everybody was talking like i would just i would just become aware that the things that they were saying were things that i have been thinking about lately um 
you know, just random thoughts that have passed, but when they talked about it, I was just brought back to when I was thinking about it, uh, or imagining it, you know, imagination, I think, can be interchangeable with, uh, consciousness, or spirit, or thought, you know, anything non-physical that you're doing in yourself, um, in your mind, and, you know, so I just thought that was interesting right there, and I was petting the dog, and all of a sudden, the, the guy that's, that owns this apartment that we were in, just gets a tennis ball, and he throws it to the dog, and the dog goes over to my friend, and it's cool, because when we first did this, when we first imagined this tennis ball, my f- I asked my friend to imagine it first. I asked him, do you feel it? And then the dog goes over to him and drops the ball, and my friend picks it up with the same hand that he was using when we imagined that we were holding a tennis ball. And then he throws the ball, and the dog goes and catches it. And then the dog comes to me, and drops the ball, and I pick it up with the same hand that I used when I imagined that I was actually holding this tennis ball. Do you think that is a coincidence? I... You could say it is. But at this point in my life... There is no coincidence. There is a solid reason for everything that is happening in my life. There is no coincidence. Everything that I experience is a result of something that I thought of or imagined prior to that event unfolding in my life, physically. And so, lately I've been kind of pondering on this idea that If you put your hand under a light, your 3D hand, and you put it under a light, it casts a two-dimensional shadow. And that two-dimensional shadow can do nothing until the three-dimensional shape moves. And then that two-dimensional shadow follows it exactly. It follows it exactly as the three-dimensional form moves. And it wouldn't make sense to try to change your shadow to change the 3D shape. No, you would have to move the 3D shape to make a change in the shadow. And so, if you apply that logic, then this 3D world that we are experiencing is just a shadow of the fourth dimension. And I think that fourth dimension is your imagination or your spirit or your consciousness. And what you imagine, see this tennis ball, it wasn't it wasn't 3D, but I was perceiving it in what I presume to be the fourth dimension or my imagination. And I gave it reality. I said this is real. I gave it reality. I believed in it. And then it was in my world later. So is it not safe to assume that 
that that tennis ball existed in the fourth dimension and my four-dimensional being my four-dimensional body my four-dimensional hand was actually holding that tennis ball in the fourth dimension and then when i was holding it in this in this reality in this physical reality in this three-dimensional reality that is just the the 3D shadow of my 4D experience. It happened exactly as I had imagined it. You know, maybe the surroundings weren't the same, but I didn't I didn't specify the surroundings. I just said there's a tennis ball in my hand. You know, maybe if I imagined that I was holding this tennis ball in the bathroom of uh, uh of my workplace or something, then that shadow would have been cast. But I didn't assume. I didn't imagine that I was in a bathroom at all. I just imagined that there was a tennis ball in my hand. That's it. And so later on. That shadow was formed. In this three dimensional world. And then again. You know. There's a two dimensional shadow on the ground of my hand. Holding this tennis ball. So. What I'm getting at is. If it is true. If it is believed to be true in one plane of existence, it exists in all planes of of reality. So, basically, you could go from the ground up. You could look at your shadow without paying attention to your body, your two-dimensional shadow. You could assume, say, say your two-dimensional shadow was you your body just standing straight up just normal just you know nothing special just standing up you could safely assume that your three-dimensional body is just standing up and then you could also safely assume that your four-dimensional body right now is standing straight up I, I don't know how, how well that holds up. I don't know. I you know, I'm no scientist, I'm no guru. I'm just I'm just speaking from my my experiences and what I'm taking away from them. And so yeah, I I I fully believe this imagination creates reality thing and now I'm not scared. I'm not afraid of of anything. I know that this 3D world is just a a shadow of my fourth dimensional life. My four dimensional being. What I am doing four dimensionally. What I, all my beliefs are, are, are four dimensional things. What I believe to be true. Even, even if it's not true on, on this three dimensional plane of existence. Say... You know, I have the belief that I work at this certain place. I have the belief that I live in my van. I have the belief that I have a body. That is my four-dimensional life. Those beliefs, you can't you can't see them anywhere. You can't really find them. You know, there's nothing that says I believe this. I believe that. You know, that's a mind activity that's in your mind and um 
and, and that takes place on a higher higher dimension. You know, this physical body can't make a belief. You do that, and you are not this physical body. Because, again, you can feel things that are not in your physical hand. You can see things that are not in front of your physical eye. You can hear things that are not coming into your physical ear. So, you are not this physical being. You are that four-dimensional being casting a shadow of this three-dimensional body. So what does this all mean? What what does this mean? It just simply means that you are spirit. You are not physical at all. Your body is physical, yes. But you, the real you, is not a physical being. Not in the slightest. You can easily... Cut open the brain. But you won't ever find the part that says. Or you will never find a part that is the mind. You will never find that part that is you. You know no one's ever done it. We've cut open millions of brains. And we've never found a spot in there that says this is you. This is you. That is. That has not happened and it never will. But you can go in your mind and easily find the body. All you have to do is look down. You are looking through your mind and you are finding this body. It's easy. You just look and there is your body. So what I'm getting at is that there is no physical reality. Everything is mind. Everything is a mental thing. The the thoughts you have are are the physical things. You think that you have a body and so there is a physical representation of it. But is it really physical? Is it really physical or is it just a representation of a mental image? So if, if you are the mind and you are not this body, where do you start or where do you end and the things in front of you begin? If you are the mind and you are not the body and you can touch things that are not present in it, to your body, to your hands or whatever. Then where do you end and the things in front of you begin? I would say there's no no separation whatsoever. I would say that this mind is everything. This mind is in and through and is all things. It's how, it sounds way far out there, but... It makes sense. You can't deny that. You can't. Has there ever been anybody that's cut open the brain and said, Oh, this is you. This little, this little thing of flesh, that's you. And when you, when you die and that thing turns off, you're gone forever. Is there anything that can prove that? No. No, there is not. 
But again, you can easily go into your mind and find the body. And so what I'm thinking is that you believe you have a body, and so you do. You believe that you can see, and so you have eyes. You believe that you can touch things, and so you have fingers that can touch things. You believe that you can smell things, and so you have a nose that smells. You, You believe that you can hear, and so you have ears that allow your physical being to hear. You, But the eyes of this body, the hands of this body, the ears of this body, the nose of this body, the tongue with the taste buds on this body are just a a manifestation of your spiritual senses. Spiritually, if you close your eyes, you can clearly see images if you focus on it. If you really, if you said, I want to see a, te- a tennis ball, for example. If you just sat there and really focused and didn't get distracted, you could make a mental image of a tennis ball, and it could become solidly real. It could look just like the physical thing. But where where is that tennis ball? Where is that? It's not in front of your eyes, and it, it, if, if you identify with this body and you say, the only things I can see are, that are real are the things with my eyes, and you're clearly seeing a tennis ball with your eyes closed, where is that thing? Well, it's in your mind. But, again, the only thing... That you can truly prove that is real is your mind. This body could just be a hallucination. This whole world could just be a hallucination that your mind is producing. And that, to me, that's that's what it is. It's just a projection. This whole world that I see is a projection of some objects in my mind. I... Right now, I'm in a van in a parking lot. I assume, I assume that I'm in a van. And so I am. That's it. My mind fully believes that I am in a van right now. And so I am. If I didn't believe I was in this van, would I really be in this van? I don't think so. I would be somewhere else. I would be outside of this van. I might be outside of it looking at it. But I'm not in the van if I don't believe I'm in the van. That doesn't make sense, right? So you see you see what I'm saying, right? Your beliefs are what is creating the things in front of you. So how, how does this tie into the, the people in your life? So Neville Goddard, he had this whole concept of... Uh, he called it, everyone is you pushed out and no that is not saying I am the only real person in the universe no I know that everybody else is just as real as me everybody has their own life and they experience things just as I do if it's true for me and I'm a human I'm in this body 
and I see another human body, then I can safely assume that they're just like me, going through the, the same experiences. And so, what, what does this actually mean when it says, when he says, everyone is you pushed out? Because again, this whole world, your, your life, your subjective experience of life is just the outpicturing of the contents of your consciousness. Or the things in your mind are the things in your life. And so, what does this mean when he says everyone is you pushed out? So, say that you believe that you are not loved. You believe that nobody loves you. And then you look around in your life and there's nobody showing you love. There's plenty of people that are confirming your belief that say, that says, I am not loved. There are plenty of people telling you that belief back to yourself. And this is what it means by everyone is you pushed out. You have the belief in yourself, in your mind, the thought of nobody loves me is solidly real. It is a reality to you. And so you will come across people that will confirm your belief. You'll find people that are that don't love you, that tell you that you're worthless or this and that. You'll find a lot of those people in your life. And then you'll you'll think that it's true. You'll just keep going deeper and deeper into that belief and eventually, you know, whatever, you'll you'll just be completely depressed and lonely. But what if you switch that around and you started believing that I am loved? Not that anybody else loves you, but that I am just I am loved. And then you start seeing people that are coming around and they're more caring and kind to you and they treat you nicely. They're, they're treating you exactly how you treat yourself. So what this means is those the people in your life are reflecting the beliefs you have about yourself back to you. You are sending out this belief into the universe and it is coming back just like an echo. Your word is returning back to you. Isn't that what God does? In the Bible, he says, my word shall not return unto me void. But just just think of it like an echo. When, when you find a place where you can make an echo, like say you're, you're on a lake and there's some woods or whatever, and you, you yell and it comes back and it sounds exactly like you said it. That right there, I, I believe that is just a hint left by whatever created this universe a hint that my word shall not return unto me void and so this is what's happening with this everyone is you pushed out concept your concept of yourself is your word your beliefs are your word and 
when you fully believe them and you accept them, you you send them out. And then they come back to you in the form of a person or an event or something that represents that belief. And so, and the thing is, you're not controlling anybody else. These people are coming along and here's how I see it. I see it as this internal life that we live, this, these this mind, that is the one that is writing the script for this life and this physical representation, this physical world we find ourselves in is the movie that is playing out that script. And so, it you are the main character of this, okay? So, this whole movie, you, you are the main character in the movie. And your mind is writing the script as you go. And so, again, if you if you start believing that you're loved, the main the main character of your movie is a character that is loved. Okay, now, in order to fulfill that script, we need some actors. We need some actors that are gonna play the part. In your your movie, your movie of life, and so these people that are coming along, they, you're not changing them. They are changing on their own. They something in them is moving, and so they, they are they're making that decision on their own. You're not going into their mind and controlling them. You're controlling yourself. You're controlling how you view yourself. And that controls how other people view you. So, you know, this is why... Say say I believe I'm loved and somebody... A, a specific person comes up to me and they're just lovely to me. They're, they're the most wonderful person I've ever met. Just a, a pleasing person to be around. But then they go to somebody else... And then that somebody else comes to me and they're like, oh man, that guy's an asshole. Well, that's not true. To me, he's a wonderful person. But the thing is, that person who perceives that same person as an asshole, they just believe that they are an asshole. Or they believe that other people are assholes, or they believe that yada yada yada. There's an asshole in them, and it's being externalized in the form of another person, and it's coming back to you. Your word is being sent out, and it's coming back to you in the form of another. But that person, that middleman right there between me. The, lo- the the one that's getting the love from this person and the guy that's getting the shit from this person. The only difference between us is the beliefs we have about ourselves. And this middleman is just an actor in both of our lives. Fulfilling a part that we have assigned in our script. And it's not it's not that me or this other person are controlling that guy. That guy has his own views. He actually views me as a lovely person. And he 
actually, he has gained evidence to believe that the other person is an asshole. But, here's the thing. If I love myself, why would I feel the need to bring myself down by shitting on somebody else? So this middleman that's giving the other guy shit and giving me love, you know, I'm already just a nice person to him because why would I want to lower my mood because of you anyway? Why would I want to lower my mood around you? Why would I want to change myself because of you? No. And, and so I'm already in a state of being a lovely person because I believe I'm a lovely person. And so I'm not giving him any reason to think that I'm anything but a lovely person. And so he views me that way and he will make, he will provide evidence of my belief. He'll be like, oh, Dylan, you're such a wonderful person. You're a chill person. But then the other person that he's interacting with, he deep down believes that he's an asshole. You know, he may not be consciously aware of that belief. He just thinks that's the way he is. He thinks, oh, this, you know, fuck you. Like, I'm me, whatever. I don't care about anybody else. Like, I, I'm, I'm an ass, basically, or... I'm a dick. You know, he he believes those things about himself. Deep down, he doesn't like himself. And so, this person is going to act like a not-so-pleasant person. Because inside, he's not a pleasant person. He's not a pleasant person to himself inside. And so, this, this other, this middleman that I'm talking about, he's going to come around and see who he really is based on how he acts if he thinks he's not a lovely person he's gonna act like a not so lovely person and this this actor that comes along in his life is just gonna assume that he's not a lovely person and then he's gonna treat him that way and so this this is wonderful this is wonderful um because it just means that nothing, nobody can come to you unless you allow it in yourself first. Nobody. And nobody can treat you a certain way if you're not already treating yourself like that. If you think you're worthless, the, the people in your life are going to reflect that back to you by calling you worthless or stepping all over you. If you think that you are smart then and you fully believe that then the people around you are going to be like wow this guy's smart dude and so would it make sense to ever have a negative thought about yourself would it ever make sense to to lower yourself no once you know this stuff you better apply it because it's true I've seen it happen. And it's it's really fun when, when you start to like be aware of it. Because you get in this mode where you're like, okay, it makes absolutely no sense to self-sabotage myself. Because I know the world is going to treat me exactly how I treat myself. 
And and another thing, say, I I had this cool uh, little example. I a few weeks ago, I for some reason I started getting worried about my heart. Like I I, I think I was just focusing on it too much and freaking out about it, and it started building this belief in me that I have some heart problem or something. Um, which, you know, now I don't believe at all. I don't believe that. And my heart is perfectly fine now. I haven't had a single, a single worry about it. And so this belief was, I was giving it life. It was becoming real to me. In my mind first, I, I created the assumption that my heart has problems. And it, I added reality to it. I I feared it. But how can I fear something? The only way I can fear something is if it's real. That's it. I can't fear anything that's not real. Because I can easily just be like, Haha, that's not real at all. That's just silly games. Um, but it started becoming real to me because I feared it. I, I had some fear against that idea and you know that's just attention i'm giving attention to that belief and that attention is what makes that belief grow and so this belief was growing inside of me as i was giving it life in myself and what happened was i i was at work one day and this new guy just started working there i didn't really pay attention to him you know i was focusing on my own thing and so one day I, I'm talking to my friend that's working in the same department as this new guy. And and I just so happened to hear uh, my friend say, oh, yeah, that new guy said he has heart problems or something. And I was like, oh, that's weird. You know, I've been I've been starting this belief in myself that there's a problem you know I wasn't fully aware of this at the time I just you know again I thought it was just some weird coincidence but now I see that it's not but you know him telling me that it kind of it kind of gave me some more fear towards my own belief that you know there was heart heart problems or whatever in my life and and so, I started to believe it more. It was becoming even more real. And, you know, there were times where I was laying in bed and I, I was like, man, like, what is going on uh, with, with my heart or whatever? Uh, and again, you know, I was just freaking myself out, but it was becoming real to me. It was becoming real because I was focusing on it and giving it attention. And attention is what gives life to your beliefs. And um, so this belief was growing even bigger and closer to me. And, uh, you know, taking up more space in, in my mind. And all of a sudden, this, this guy that has these heart problems, he started working right next to me in my department. You know, things moved around. There were some people that moved around in the departments. And, uh, you know, he just so happened to be come right next to me working at the table 
directly in front of mine. And he told me on his own that he had heart problems. I didn't ask about it. I didn't say anything about it. He just came out and told me. And then I started dismantling this belief, you know, on my own. I didn't connect the dots there. I didn't really think about it. But I started dismantling this belief and and, and giving life to the belief that my heart is healthy and strong and happy. And, and it, that started becoming more real to me. And as that started becoming more real to me, this guy... He started, he didn't show up for a couple days. And then when he was there, they moved him upstairs and he was doing some other kind of work. And today I was at work and he just wasn't there at all. So what does that, what, what is that? What is that right there? This belief, this belief that I had about my heart externalized itself and Again, the the inner the inner world is the script writer and this physical world that we see and interact with that's that's the movie. And you know, the movie has to follow the script, right? And so this this person was an actor that was representing the belief I had about myself. But, you know, before I even met him, he already had these problems. He was already, you know, he already believed all that stuff about himself or whatever. And and then as I started to remove that belief, he was removed from my experience more and more and more and more. And, and today he was just gone. Wasn't there at all. Wasn't at work. And so... Is it, isn't it safe to assume that he is just the messenger to me about what I'm doing with myself? Who can I, can I be sad for him? I mean, yeah, like I can, I can feel for him. But now that I know that imagining creates reality, I can bring him before my mind's eye and have him tell me that, he he's healthy and that he doesn't have a problem because I've resolved the problem in myself. I have a healthy heart now and you can only you can only give what you have. And so I since I have a healthy heart and I have that belief, I can bring him before my mind's eye and imagine him telling me that he has a, a wonderful working heart and it's it, it's it's healthy but when i imagine him who am i actually talking to it's not him it's not it's not another person when i imagine him that is just me in disguise as him and again if if we are not this physical body and we are the non-physical being that is imagination or consciousness or whatever, then I am him. I am him. I, 
I it 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 sounds ridiculous, but it makes perfect sense. You know, don't don't close yourself off from these ideas because it's life-changing stuff, dude. I have made so many changes in myself and I feel amazing about myself. I feel amazing and people in my life are slowly but surely starting to reflect that change I'm making in myself. You know, I thought it was kind of funny because the other day I was just kind of imagining myself like being all fancy wearing a tuxedo or whatever. And then today at work we had this like weird ribbon cutting ceremony or whatever and I see a bunch of people wearing tuxedos. I didn't know they were going to be wearing tuxedos. How could I have possibly known? But at one point, I believed that there was a tuxedo. I didn't really believe that I was wearing it. I just brought before my mind's eye the idea of a tuxedo. And now I'm seeing people wearing tuxedos. So they they are the outpicturing of an object that was in my mind. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really, really, really crazy. And so, you know, this has just... All these realizations have really, like... Awakened something in me. Like, I feel completely different. Because... I know I'm not this body. I know I'm not. Because... Here, here's a, another cool little exercise... Just look at something in front of you. Look at, you know, say right now I, I'm on my bed and I'm looking at a blanket. <sighs> Fuck. Just the thought of bed made me a little tired right there. Plus, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at my blanket right now. I see it. It looks fluffy. It looks soft. It looks... It, it looks squishy. Like, if I were to touch it, it would... It would push down. Now, I can imagine that I... I can close my eyes, bring that blanket before my eye. And... Not... Not by moving my physical hand at all. I can move my hand in imagination... And just based on what it looks like, I can assume what it feels like when I touch it. And then I can touch it with my imaginary finger. And if I really pay attention and really focus on it, I can produce a physical sensation. Okay, now let me touch it with my physical hand. It feels exactly how I imagined it. You know, it might not be... 100% exact because you know maybe you didn't take into account that there's some lint on it or some dirt or something on it that also has a feeling but in if you're just imagining the blanket itself not taking into account the the very fine details you know that feeling that you had in imagination just based on your assumption of what it would feel like if you were touching it, and then you touch it with your physical finger, and it feels just like you like it did in imagination. What is that? 
Did you not just create reality with your imagination right there? Did you not? Because here's the thing. Before I even touched it, uh, my physical finger had no idea what, what it feels like. You know, obviously I know what my blanket feels like just because uh, I've touched it before. But I can do this with an object that I am not really familiar with what it feels like you know say the the house across the street i can see that there are ridges on on the side on the siding the panels or whatever on the side on the outside and so i can assume that if i were to slide my finger across that it would feel bumpy and then if i really focus on it and run my imaginary finger across it. And I can produce a physical feeling. And if I were to go up to that building. And touch it. And it matches what I imagine. Then did I not just create that with my mind? How would I know what that feels like? If I, if I was truly this physical body. If that was my true being. How could I possibly know what that thing feels like if I have never touched it in my life and I'm not touching it right now physically? How could I know that if I was a physical being? I couldn't. It's impossible. If I was truly limited by my physical body, then... I wouldn't be able to see anything unless it was right in front of me. I wouldn't be able to feel anything unless I was touching it with my physical finger. I wouldn't be able to smell anything unless it was directly under my nose. And I wouldn't be able to hear anything unless it was right next to my ear. It's as simple as that. But I can go in my imagination and make any sound I want and hear it as if I'm actually hearing it. Okay, who is hearing it? I am hearing it. I am. That's who you are. You are the invisible being inside of yourself. And when you imagine, it's, it's not, it's that thing that you are imagining not only a part of yourself. Who else is in your mind? What else is in your mind? Besides you. Nothing. There is nothing external in your mind. There is only you. So when you touch something in your mind. Say with the tennis ball. That tennis ball is an extension of me. I am that tennis ball. You see what I'm saying? I, it sounds really, really crazy. But I'm not insane. I know what's... I, I know what I'm talking about, and if you want to believe it, then you're in for the ride of a lifetime, buddy. But if you don't, then continue living your limited life. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. And so something I've been doing lately is just as I'm driving around, like, I'll look at, say, a, a brick wall and... You know, I've never touched that brick wall in my life, but in imagination, I 
go over there and I touch it. Well, how am I touching it if my finger, if my hands are on the wheel and my steering wheel? How how am I feeling something other than the steering wheel? Because I am spirit. I am mind, consciousness. And if I can go over there and touch that thing, then that just means I am omnipresent. I am in all places at once. And I can choose to go anywhere instantly. I can close my eyes and I'm in the Bahamas. I actually am. My true self is in the Bahamas when I imagine that. And if I wanted to, I could make that solidly real. I could I could hear anything I would hear if I were in the Bahamas. I could see anything that I would see if I were in the Bahamas. I could taste anything I would taste if I were in the Bahamas. And then I think of it like this. Your imaginal act is like a seed. And you plant it in your consciousness. You plant it in your mind. And, and you believe it. You believe it. That is the, the life. That is the life in, in that seed. And as you, as you pay attention to it and cultivate that state of having that thing in yourself... You are giving it life. You are a life-giving spirit. And, you know, if you plant an apple seed in the ground, are you going to get a pear tree? No, you're going to get an apple tree. So if you plant this, this seed of you being in the Bahamas, not you going to the Bahamas, but you being in the Bahamas... Would it make sense for anything else to happen? If that is a seed. If that thought. That creation in your mind is a seed. And you plant it. With your belief. And pay attention to it. That attention is, is the sunlight. That that seed needs to grow. That attention is. What helps it grow. And. You cultivate that state in yourself. That state of feeling like you are in the Bahamas right now. You stay faithful to it and loyal to that unseen reality. Then it would only make sense that that seed would sprout and that event would come into your life. I don't know how. We don't know how a plant grows. It just does. We don't, you know, we can try to say we know how, but we don't. We don't really know how... A seed can contain an entire tree in it and bear fruit. We don't know how that's even possible, really. You know, people will try... I mean, humans try to act like they know it all. We all try to act like we know it all, just based on what we see with our physical eye, with our physical senses, and we just... Anything other than what the physical tells us is just nonsense. I tell you, it's not. It's not. So, just imagine, just imagine vividly and believe that when you are imagining, who is doing that? I am doing that. And in, in the Bible, it is told to us that the Lord's name is I am. Okay, well, if I am doing it in my imagination, 
and God's name is I am, who is doing that? God is doing it. God is doing it. And God is not mocked. He is not mocked. When I held that tennis ball in my hand, who is holding it? I am. What is God's name? I am. God is not mocked. That act is done as soon as I believe it is. As soon as I have full confidence that I am actually holding that tennis ball, it is done. There's nothing more I need to do. I don't need to lift a finger or do anything. I just go about my day as I normally would and eventually I will stumble across that tennis ball. It's amazing, guys. It's amazing. I know, you know, I I haven't done anything insane yet, but I know it's to come. I know that there are amazing things here for me now. They are here for me now. Everything you need is in you already. It's your job to just externalize it. Believe in those unseen things. Call those unseen things as if they were seen and they will be seen. That's it. When you pray, which in this case we'll use imagine instead of pray. When you imagine, believe that you have received it. And you will. You will. It is, it is guaranteed. This, this law of assumption. Assuming that you are actually experiencing what you are imagining. Because again, you're not this physical body. You are the consciousness. You are the imagination. You are the mind. And if it's happening in the mind, is it, isn't it happening? Right now? Okay. Well if it's not then. What is your mind? Is your mind just not real? No. It is more real than you could ever even think. And everything is in there. Everything. That you could imagine. Is in your mind. The entire universe. Is in your mind. And it's being projected out right now. This entire universe, even though it looks like it's external, is just a representation of what's in your mind. You can think of the universe, right? You believe that there's a universe. Okay, so there is. Simple as that. Now apply that to anything you want in this world. And it's yours. You won't have to do anything for it because it's done. You'll walk across this crazy bridge of incidents. Like for the tennis ball, for example, you know, I was just eating fish in my car. And then my friend pulls up, the same friend that I imagined this with. He pulls up. I wasn't expecting to go to his house that day. I mean, I assumed I would be. But that that's the bridge of incidents towards your fulfilled desire right there. I went to this dude's house that I didn't even know. And we had a jolly old time. Petting the dog and everything. And then the tennis ball. The tennis ball I imagined was mine. But anyway, this episode is about to get cut off. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Things are getting really awesome. And I hope they will for you too. And uh, have a wonderful day. Peace out.